Hey guys, John here. I have Sensei Holland here with me from uh, Cobra Kai, and I'm also part of the Miyagi-Do Dojo, but that's okay. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Cobra Kai tonight. So, with that being said, let's go on ahead. Let's talk some Cobra Kai. I'm excited to have Will back on the show with me, so let's do this. Hey, Will, how are you? I'm doing all right. I just need y'all to know that I don't care how much uh, my man decided he needed to cheat in order to get things right. And I don't care about the videotape and all that stuff. I don't care about your YouTube. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Because you know what? We're still going to the big tournament. And when Cobra Kai comes to the tournament, there will be no fear in the dojo that the, of the world stage. We're bringing it all, everything. Well, can, well, let me tell you something, sir. You can pay off all you want because Miyagi-Do is the way to go, and Miyagi-Do is going to take down Cobra Kai by the end of season six. So let's... can't even figure out what your names are, sir. <laughs> Eagle Fang, uh, Miyagi-Do, Miyagi-Fang-Do. I don't know what you're going to call yourself. Miyagi-Fang-Cookie-Do. I don't care. At least we play A. At least we fight fair, sir. That's all I can say. At least we yeah, You say you fight fair with your <laughs> Dan LaRusso is coming in and using my own stuff against me, although people would have to have gone back and actually watch the movies to know anything about it and all that jazz and your kids breaking in here and hijacking my whole entire system and crazy stuff. All, all I can say is don't start no crap, there won't be no crap. So let's get... <laughs> Look, technically so... y'all started it. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, look, y'all, I told y'all, don't mess with me. I told y'all don't mess with me, and what you do, they mess with me. And they thought, I, they thought, like, Crease was big evil. Like, no, dude, I got the ponytail, man. That's automatic bad guy. That's your, um, old boy, oh gosh, Steven Seagal. That's your Steven Seagal. You got a ponytail and a martial arts flick. Man, dude. Just <laughs> well, like I said, we're doing our Cobra Kai season yeah, five, yeah. and you know what, man? We did season four together. I just had to invite you back on here for season five, yeah. and and season five, I'm gonna be honest with you, is probably the best season out of season because don't forget, don't season four was good, right? But season five just came came down to it with not even slowing down one bit. I, uh, with episode one, we actually, like I mentioned before, we had basically a road trip between Robbie and also we had um had it between Johnny. So I definitely like the chemistry between father and son bonding on the way to Mexico to see Miguel and try yeah. to stop Miguel. But I definitely like that road it's trip. Funny that, it's funny that Johnny didn't tell his son that's what they were going to go do either. It was just like, we were supposed to be a bonding moment, but you're going after Miguel. And so that's kind of the idea. They hadn't put their stuff aside yet either. So I thought that was really interesting. Well, and, you know, yeah. Johnny's always the type of person that just goes right for it, doesn't even question anything. So he's expecting his just son to be okay with it. To do the trip itself, not enough to like really go in and go like over major details that are kind of important. No, so. and I do feel like, you know, once they get past that episode, it just starts going down from there where it just is non... It basically goes by non-fat, non-stop. And yeah. I thought that Mexico was a little too small for it to be Mexico. I thought that Mexico would have been a lot bigger. All of a sudden, you wind up running into the same muggers that Miguel went through and then doing the whole entire bit again, trying to rob him, uh, rob Johnny, and then Johnny winds up uh, taking down all the muggers. Yeah. So, you know, Johnny I just... Joining forces, right? And together. I just thought, right, I just thought it would have been a lot longer and drawn out a little bit. I didn't think that they were going to finish it off and like within one episode. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, it, technically, it was like two. If you think about right. it, the first two episodes, it was kind of him because he finds the man. He ends up finding the person that's his dad. He saves the little boy's life from getting hit. The second episode is when they're going to more of the find out what 
his dad's life. And then he, you know, at first he's yelling at his mom saying, you know, basically, you know, that um, that she didn't, she lied to him, that she didn't tell him the truth. And then you find out later that she actually did tell him the truth and that he came to realize what she was saying was true. And then, of course, the female body inspector shirt shenanigans. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm like, bro, I'm pretty sure them wearing FBI shirts alone like that. Either A is the biggest flex or they're not FBI if they're coming in that brazen. You know what I mean? Exactly. They're not going to come in saying, hey, look, we're FBI. Right. Or anything like that. Got into another fight, kind of a <laughs> UFC fight. It was just like, I'm glad Robbie didn't really get involved in it a whole lot. Robbie was kind of just, Robbie was just kind of standing in the perimeter, making sure nobody else got his dad, but, you know, the one guy who's fighting. So I'm glad it what didn't just sort of break down to another father-son fight out with the thing. I liked the variety in it. And then also, you know, I thought it was really interesting when you get that moment where Miguel breaks down and he has that moment with Johnny and then he sees Robbie and it's just like all those feelings come back where they're, like I said, they've still not dealt with their stuff. No, they know. haven't. They haven't dealt with their own emotions, their own beef with each other. So therefore there's that whole entire drama, especially the part where, you know, where Johnny Johnny winds up telling Robbie that him and Daniel went on a road trip looking for Robbie at the time. And that just kind of, that kind of just like, to me, it respected Robbie a lot more. It ma- made him respect Johnny and Daniel that much more. Yeah. To be honest. But this is cool because then you get, you fast forward kind of into the land of where Daniel's at because, you know, Daniel has to honor what he said he would do. He closes down Miyagi Do for a little while. And it's, Really not until the kids kind of are like, we've got to have a way to defend ourselves against this. It's no longer about Cobra Kai. It's about the fact that now they're going worldwide with this. They're trying to go to the next level and take this globally. It's not just a local <laughs> valley thing anymore. And I saw this really funny thing on Facebook. A buddy of mine pointed out to me. He said, two old dudes end up getting into a gang war, bringing in a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> it's like, it's not wrong, though. No, it's not. But yet, here we are celebrating the fact. From when they were teenagers, has spawned into a whole new generation. Exactly. Now, got Silver, who's a part of it. He was a part of the latter movies. What was it? He was, he was introduced three. in what, three. Okay. So it's him, and then Mike Barnes gets brought back into it. Which was part three as well. And then, you know, the whole thing, and, and, and I love how Terry keeps talking about the fact there's a little bit of Cobra Kai in Daniel still. Mm-hmm. Like, it never totally left him. So it's like, it's kind of that thing about what happens if Daniel just, if Daniel flips the switch? Like, what would it take to cause that to happen? And so it's it's interesting. And you know, I was thinking that Daniel was going to flip the switch through this whole entire season to be honest with you, because of the fact of what uh, Terry is able to do, especially when we saw him snap in uh, part three, whenever basically he winds up taking that same dummy kind of situation where with Tori, remember that uh, steel frame thing montage yeah. that he was doing? That's the same type of training montage that he did to Daniel in part three. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that maybe something like that would actually happen with Daniel, in all honesty, yeah. would be uh, something on those terms, especially whenever he breaks into the Cobra Cup, when he breaks into uh, Silver's uh, condo. I was thinking yeah. that something was going to happen with that. Yeah. But you know what else, though, I liked? I liked how, what they did with Chosen. They gave Chosen a lot more to do this season. And I'm I sorry, was in- Chosen's theme song should forever be Cypress Hill song, Can I Can Just Kill a Man? <laughs> it's not that he literally killed somebody, but he has the potential to do it. Like, there's several times I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa Chosen. No, don't. <laughs> 
Don't do it! No! That's how I felt, though, too, with Chosen, though, right? Because when Riga infiltrates uh, Cobra Kai, and that look he's giving uh, Silver the whole entire time is like he's looking into his soul, basically, and be like, yeah, I got you figured out. I'm gonna try and do something. And then, you know, I like how he go goes into Silver's uh, condo and ha having the drink with him, and then finding out that Silver's actually just playing him the whole entire time. Yeah, well, it and the thing about it was, Silver was very clear. It wasn't until he said the, the greeting from Okinawa that it tripped him up. That he was like, that's the thing that, that's the thing that caught it for him. He was good up until that point, but it was the fact that Silver kind of played along with it for a while because he was just like, he wanted to see where he was at. And then when he called him by name, that's when he was like, how long have you known? He was like, imagine my surprise whenever I drank this in this area and I get kampai, you know, and then everybody says kampai whenever I drink it. But then whenever you said, he said whatever he said, and it was just like, yeah, that's what I knew. So I thought that was exactly. Really he kind of studied. He was so aware of his surroundings that he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't let off the gas. He played it well, but he didn't, he, he knew at that point something was off. Something was exactly. Different. And you see, that's what I like about Silver, though, is the fact that he has so many layers to him. When you think you have him figured out, he's got another, he can actually go ahead and solve that one issue before anybody else can get to him. And that's something I really liked, even in part three. That's why I like Silver so much. People like, oh, part three sucks. I was like, well, you're forgetting one thing. Terry Silver is the big baddie, the big main antagonist, the person that is pulling the strings on Daniel, which is something I really like yeah. with this one because he's pulling the strings on Daniel yet again by yep, using his wife. I mean, he almost ends up ending their marriage at one point. And, and you know what? I actually predicted that to happen. I was like, there's no way that they make it out of this thing because in the first three or four seasons, she's okay with it. But then she starts getting to the point where it's becoming annoying and she doesn't understand it. It's so therefore, affecting, it's affecting, right. and the reality is, it's affecting her. Mm -hmm. It's not just affecting the kids anymore. It's not just affecting the local sector. It's affecting her and his relationship because he's exactly. so obsessed with taking Silver down. And she even said, when does it end? He's like, well, it only ends when he gets taken down. She says, fine, end it. But I'm not going to be here for it. It's, it's kind of like that white man can't jump kind of situation where you wind up having Woody uh, Harrelson finally winning the big uh, the big basketball tournament and stuff like that. And then when he finally wins, he actually loses because he winds up losing the girl. Yep. This is the same kind of scenario with Daniel where he winds up, could be winding up losing his wife. But if it wasn't for his ex-girlfriend from back in part three, he would have lost his wife. Yeah, because she basically says he's just fighting for what he loves. He loves you guys. He loves his family. He loves those kids. He wants to make sure that they're not going through something similar to that. And he, she even really breaks down the whole idea that Terry Silver is a mental gymnast. His whole thing is to get in your head and mess with you. And he said, dude, that dude's been living rent-free in his man's head ever since he was a teenager. Exactly. Trying to put that wedge between him and Miyagi. And whenever that she said that, that's when Amanda's like, okay, I need to go back home with to Daniel. Yeah. And at that time, Daniel actually gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. And he's bruised yeah. up. He's like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight with this anymore. He didn't, he didn't want to go. He's just like, I'm going to go back to work. I'm not even gonna <laughs> I'm just going to go do my bonsai tree, sell my bonsai trees with the cars. I'm good. I'm going to go back to the days when I could just sell cars with bonsai trees and do crappy commercials and <laughs> stuff before all this crap re-entered my life. Right. Except, you but, know, if mm. you knew, you knew that if he had done that for real, 
it would still never be over. But it would always be in the back of his head. Can you imagine what would have happened if he had stopped fighting? Exactly, like, because that's one thing about... Almost didn't right. see a Cobra Kai with the alternative of what happens if Daniel had just stepped away. <laughs> there wouldn't be any show. There wouldn't be a season six coming out. I can tell you that. But, you know, a thing that I appreciate with this is the fact that, you know, you have characters that are coming back. You don't know how they're going to be. Mike Barnes, I was thinking that he was going to be working with Terry. But it's good and good to see that he's actually grown up from that and wanted to apologize to Daniel. And I like how him and Chosen go into the mattress place, uh, where the furniture place that Barnes is working at. And, you know, Barnes is on the phone. He's thinking he's talking to Silver. But really, he's just talking to a client about right. selling some furniture. And next thing you know, Daniel winds up wanting to fight him. So I like how the back and forth between Barnes and him, how they handle that. And it goes to show you the maturity of being an adult and saying, look, dude, I feel bad for what I did with to you and tormented you. Yeah. You actually. Yeah. So that's something I really like. Well, and also the fact that he had Mike Barnes admitted Terry Silver did a number on him, too. He had him convinced that he was just going to fight. And that's all he was going to do. And he said that when I got out of that, man, I had nothing left left. He said, man, I ended up working in a furniture store and I met the girl I was going to marry and I met her dad and her dad being the owner of the place. And he wanted to work with me to help me take it over. And, you know, which and he talked about the term. He said the term is really how the rest of the series go. Legacy. So I yep. needed something I could put my legacy into that I could leave for my family. And it's like you sit there and think this is where it has to turn because now Daniel and them have to have a reason to fight which involves legacy beyond the valley, beyond the big championship, beyond everything else, beyond their rivalry, beyond Beyond Johnny and the baby coming and Johnny trying to figure out how he's going to be a better dad because he doesn't want to be the same type of dad he was his son you know I love, that, I love that I love that moment where he's trying to get Robbie and him to talk and they he winds up putting in this like country western kind of thing where they locked in the apartment together that doesn't work and finally he's like you know what just beat the hell out of each other yeah right and it, it was really cool because you got that flashback when they're up on because when they started going up the stairs Johnny started freaking out because he knew where this was going because mm-hmm. he remembered seeing that scene in the school and everything and how that affected both of them. And so then for him to, you know, be like, hey man, hey guys, cut it off. Stairs off, limit, stairs off. I was scared though too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, no. No, don't let this happen. Not don't. Again. I was thinking Robbie was going to be the one who winds up falling right. over that banister and not McGill because McGill still has all that anger because of the fact he was paralyzed right. and that in the very couple of first season, well, the it, second but, season. But it was that moment where Robbie was like, where McGill was like, Robbie, Robbie looks at McGill and goes, why didn't you finish it? He goes, Man, he said, that was one of the worst days of my life. I don't want never want to put somebody else through what I went through. He was like, but I had to hold back in order to make sure I didn't do that. Why didn't you hold back? He was just like, I was just still trying to be, figure out who I was. I was still trying to figure out what was in my head. I was trying to figure out, he said, I still had Cobra Kai in the back of my head, telling me just that no mercy, no mercy, no mercy. And so I thought that was all I knew. He said, but I, if I could do it all over again, man, I would I would, I would hold back to that again because I never wanted I never wanted you to go through it. You went. And I felt horrible about it ever since. And that was the moment they worked it out. Right. That, and then I liked how, right. And I liked how Johnny said, thank God. You, did you guys get it out of your system? He goes, yeah, thank God. Now now we have to wait until your mom gets home. So about the baby. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> so- Look, when she comes home, she tells you just act just a surprise. <laughs> 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 she wanted to surprise you with the information. So it's just like, but see, even in those moments where Johnny messes up, Johnny still tries to have a better heart about it. He understands he's not going to make, he's not going to be perfect. But he's trying. No. And I think that's really interesting. Of course, we've got the infamous Top Gun uh, homage, but he started trying to clean up and everything and started trying to do stuff for the baby. And he comes in with a flight jacket, all this other stuff. And they're playing volleyball. And they're doing- <laughs> <laughs> they're doing- 
Like all I needed was all I needed was and didn't they play Highway to the Danger Zone? Didn't they play Danger Zone during that scene? They played or did they play something? They played else? the beach theme. They just played the beach theme, oh, I think, and that was it. I just, all I needed was Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> you know what'd be funny though if they did that and they did take my breath away? <laughs> if oh, they God. did that yeah. those three. Yeah, just that just been perfect. But yeah, so that happened. And I what I love, like I said, it was really cool about that was of course I I'm glad to see like I honestly didn't think Miguel was gonna be in the show much because I knew he's been away filming Blue Beetle. So I didn't know right. how long he was out off the show. But I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they were able to get him in there as much as they could. Of course you still got I can't think of his name. What's the what's the Kenny? You still got yeah, the whole got Kenny, Kenny Robbie thing, which I'm glad they didn't just drop that. I'm glad like there were these moments where and he had Tori who was being told by Crease to stay there to try to tear it apart from within and he didn't want to be there and him telling her you know we got to take it out but then she's thinking we're going to destroy it right he's like no we're just taking it back from the person who took it from us exactly like, she's like but that's not what you told me initially was so even then she's like you know what I don't believe either one of y'all well like, I like how basically this season setting up where with this season did was it's about choosing the right choices for you and not doing what somebody else is telling you to do Right. And that's what Chris told her. Do what you think is right. Don't quit doing what other people think that you want them to do. And just do that. Right. And even Terry said the same thing to Kenny. He was one of the people telling him what to do. Right. <laughs> Which that's was the way. right. But he already knew the choice that Kenny was going to make. It's just that he needed him to push that button like Daniel because he's actually easy to manipulate because he is actually the youngest person in that class. But yeah, the stuff with Tori, though, I loved. I liked when she goes into the prison and sees Chris. Because hello, grandfather. Yeah. And because hello, granddaughter. And my fiance is just looking at me like, okay, what? <laughs> sure, he's your grandfather. Like, well, she is. He is kind of like the father figure he's to her because he doesn't really have... figure to her. So it technically counts, I guess. But they had right. to play it as family, so she can come and see him. So exactly, run surveillance. I guess is the best way to describe it. Right. But I like that whole time back and forth. I liked how Tori doesn't want to be in that dojo anymore, and she feels nauseous to her stomach basically because of the fact that she, Terry. She finds out Terry paid off the refs. Yeah. And I like how this is a global thing. This is actually happening globally because this. This was actually Terry's dream. This is actually something that he mentioned in the third film. And then yep. I like how they go into like the younger version of Terry. They flash back to it. Yep. And I love the. And you know what? He was even more of a douchebag as a younger kid. And he goes and Crease. You could definitely tell Crease. All he wanted was the dojo and also too just to train Johnny. And that was all he wanted to do. Johnny but Terry, right? And all Terry saw was dollar signs and shareholders and political gain and everything else to go with the dojo. And he wanted that to go globally. After after this tournament thing that he had in his in the magazine that he had at that time. Yep. So I definitely liked how they did a callback to the part three by using a little bit of a prequel to tell the story. I'm really wondering if this next volume, since we got so much love for part three, was it part four, the one with Hillary Swank? Yep. I'm kind of wondering if we don't end up having her show up in that in the next season somehow. I would like to see her, but if it's only, gonna, uh, hopefully they don't force it. I want it no. to be where, you know, she, Daniel and her don't know each other. No, they don't have to. I don't think they yeah. knew each other in the movie, did they? Like, I don't no, think he no. was. There was no callbacks to the first yeah. three Karate Kid movies, other than Miyagi maybe mentioning Daniel maybe one time or something like that. Yeah. But she knew of him, but didn't know him. And I think if she just flies in, is like, hey, look, I was trained by Miyagi as well, and I want to help you, or something on to that effect. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could do that, or she could be somebody that's there once they do the travel across the way. Mm. And she okay. could be a judge or something like that. And then there's a brief second when she has 
as an interchange with Daniel and he's maybe he's going maybe he's not for sure if this is right maybe he's like maybe we could pull out of this and still salvage ourselves salvage the kids and she goes no Mr. Miyagi wouldn't have wanted that he's like how would you know what Mr. Miyagi wanted and she shows him something that she knows is from Miyagi now. right said, you trained me too you're not the only person he trained you know he what said, uh, okay so let's jump at Chosen a little bit though too I like yeah. how cho- I like how Chosen was actually the only one that was on guard the whole entire time they were at the party he goes no we must we must remain sober so that way we can take down our enemy we don't need any weak points and he goes come on just relax we won this we got this it's over with and goes, so next thing I you know he starts drinking Long Island iced teas and starts having himself a good time right and I like how Chosen's also missing uh the piece of his life from part the woman the love interest from part two yeah and calls her drunkenly but I have a question for you did you feel a little bit of a threat like when he's in the alleyway talking to the girl did you think he was going to get kidnapped by um by silver or anything i didn't feel like that was going to happen i felt like they needed that moment to set up for future things um because i feel like what was happening there was that he needed to pour his heart out to her mm-hmm. concerning that so i feel like that's the reason why that needed to happen and that needed to go and complete itself in its entirety before anything else happened but then i feel like the other thing about it too was that i felt like if anything were going to happen to be honest i honestly thought um instead of like the car like instead of them getting in the car you find out who was driving it other than the person who was supposed to be driving it uh i thought it would have been really weird as if it said like they like the car was rigged to blow or something and so right before daniel and them got in it the car blew up everybody would think oh my gosh daniel and them are dead you know and chosen right. to go off on his own and that's when you found out that they didn't die that they might have been blown on the other side of the car but chosen didn't yeah. take the time to like chosen in his anger for letting his guard down he feels like he's responsible for their death so he goes after terry silver alone right and yeah. i thought that the terry silver thing whenever they bust into his condo and of course he's trying to of course terry's over there trying to make that deal with the woman to make her stay and so therefore now they're attacking him at his own home which terry's pissed off but at the same time he had already planned for it yep but he, he did not all, plan all his other dojo masters all sitting there waiting on him to show up. exactly but he did they but they did not plan for the dojo to get robbed though yeah which was definitely was an attack on two fronts because again his whole thing was dealing with LaRusso dealing with Johnny dealing with Chosen he wasn't thinking ahead to the, what the kids would do right that was and the retaliate. he made was that he didn't feel he didn't think the kid, it wasn't until old girl pointed out hey these people are at the dojo why are they there that right. they started having to think about oh crap we gotta do something to get and I'm gonna say this that C story with Stingray that was yeah. pretty interesting I do like the Stingray stuff like whenever he's riding around in Johnny's old car Daniel's yeah. trying to question him and he's not getting anything any answers from him i like that then i like how he tells the story through D. he and tells the story to the kids even though he doesn't directly say it exactly yeah. so i like how he does it and he's like the do- uh, dojo master of D, which i thought was hilarious and he, and i like how he uses the analogy to do that and then of course you're thinking he's a coward and he winds up saving daniel and them yeah because he has up showing up at the house with the ladies and they're thinking you know oh my gosh they're gonna attack us somebody's at the house and, and then of course john and then of course uh danny is sitting there and danny's trying to talk to him and then the phone goes out so he can't even talk to him anymore and of course you have no idea who's at the house so we know that the kids are at the school we know that mike and chosen and johnny are at, at um at uh silver and then he's stuck out in the middle of nowhere he's trying to get a ride and like the people that he's trying to get a ride with he's gonna have to fight some people he doesn't necessarily want to fight he's just like i just need you to drive me over here they're just like we're not going anywhere you car salesman and they all pop out of the truck i'm just like they just sitting in that truck just sitting on the side of the road huh that's not- <laughs> 
Okay. That's what's going on. All right, bet. But yeah, um, they end up going through that. And then, of course, Stingray comes in and saves it. Hey, basically, with the speed of a Puma, driving a thing with a super lead foot. And it's like, it's okay, Mr. LaRusso. Those kids won't get hurt as long as I'm around. And it's like, <laughs> dude, how many times is this people going to catch a charge for beating up minors at this point? Exactly. That's what I want to know. Because, I, you know, like uh, a front on front YouTube, well, the YouTube channel, um, whenever I had her on, we were talking about that, for instance, and we're like, well, how many more times is it going to beat up people before he gets arrested for beating up minors? And, you know, even whenever he was doing that security job, and I thought that was... Beat up a bunch of school kids. Like, like, somebody might want to take this Kung Fu guard away. I'm just saying. I'm like, no, guy, you're okay. Yo, you're good. Exactly. We're going to, we're going to let you teach the kiddie pool to Cobra Kai. We're going to let you teach the Cobra kids. Over here, let's take that. I, but you know, I liked how he's doing that to protect Daniel versus it being the other way around from before, where he was just taking down everybody that was the opposite side of Cobra Kai. Yeah. So he switched uh, sides all of a sudden because of the things that happened with him, which is totally understandable. Yeah, you know, when the man beats the crap out of you and then has you such a fear that you end up lying about him doing this with the other guy just to get him in jail. It's crazy. But then you got we got to talk about Crease. Crease went through yeah. all that stuff with the psychiatrist. You're thinking, man, is he going to get better? Is he going to be rehabilitated? Is he going to come out of this? And is he going to be a better person at the end? Or is he just playing everybody so he can get out of there? And I don't know. I've never been a doctor. So I can't talk about professional courtesies on being a doctor. But explain to me why you would sit there and think to yourself, hmm, this is a stab wound. It's a lot stickier than normal blood. Let me taste it and see if this tastes like something. <laughs> Oh, wait, it's Jello. Okay. And then Trish just beats the crud out of everybody. And then, like, you think, oh, he took the doctor's badge, obviously. No, he took the badge of the psychiatrist. Right. Which I'm sure that means that when he's escaped and everything, I'm sure that they're going to be after her. Like, I'm sure, like, that's that's the next that's the next saga I want to see. Cobra Kai Part 6, the psychiatrist's revenge on uh, Priest. Because they let her go to Miyagi-Do. They fired me from my job because they said I freed Priest. I didn't have anything to do with it. I thought he stole my badge. I didn't know anything about it, but I want to take him out. You know what's weird, family. though, about that? You know what's weird about that, though, is I never knew prisoners can go all the way up to where the exit is, like, <laughs> like, a nursing, like at a nursing home kind of feel to it. Like, right. at a nursing home, you you know, residents can actually go up to the exit, but they're not allowed, you know, they're not allowed yeah. to actually go past that point. Yeah. But it's a prison. And here he is walking up to the exit door with the psychiatrist, begging her um, for another chance to say, look, I, this psychiatry thing is actually helping me. So right. can you help? And he's looking at the ID badge when she's getting out. I'm like, dude, how? I was like, I didn't think that prisoners can get all the way close enough to the exit. I thought that right. security guards would be stopping you. And then another thing, too, is, okay, if she's not there past the point where that happened, because you figure she has to go home, too, because she's not going to be on site. No. She's going to leave. So it's like, okay, so how did she get out of there without her badge? One. Well, she had her badge that day, but it was the a week or two after that, probably. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm sitting there going, like, if he had the badge, when did he take it, and how did she get out? I mean, she could have very easily been like, I don't know what happened to my badge, and then it like, well, we'll print you another one out. Go ahead and go. I mean, it's very possible. I mean, she worked there long enough to where I'm sure they would have recognized who she was, too. Right. But, I mean, the reality just is, I'm sitting there going like, yeah, there's just a thousand questions I have for that whole breakout scene. But, but then, and then like, I'm thinking to myself, even though Chris wouldn't have known that he was going to be let out anyways, but, he, you know, there was no sense of him escaping because he would have actually been let go because of the fact that Terry is now arrested. Terry was now right. the person. Right. 
So Terry would have been proven that the whole thing on the thing was, okay, he was proven to be the one to do it. Uh, Stingray had said he was the one that did it. Like, he would have been released just off principle alone. But instead, it's just like, I'm going to escape now. And I feel like part of that sets up that I don't think Terry, I don't. I think Terry Silver's going to be in jail for a while. I think old girl's going to take over Cobra Kai. I think she made sure in a contingency plan that if something happened to Silver, she was going to be the one to run it. Yeah. So I think that's how Cobra Kai survives, that she runs it. Through it's her teachings. It's so that her dreams become a thing, which means she takes Cobra Kai in a different direction. And I had a buddy of mine say, well, you know, I think Kreese is going to go try to take Cobra Kai back. Nah, I think Kreese is going to go far away. I think he's going to go like back to uh, where he was. Where was he studying? Was it Tokyo? It was Tokyo? somewhere. I don't remember per se. He was studying. And I think he might make another whole group of students there and somehow get into the thing. So by the time this is over with, you have Eagle Fang and Miyagi, though, whatever they end up being. You have Cobra Kai. And then you have this splinter off of Cobra Kai that's Kreese's group. And then right. Terry Silver gets out of jail somehow because, I mean, he's still got enough money to pay enough lawyers to figure out a way to get him out of there, I'm sure. Well, another another thing, too, is I'm kind of curious about what's gonna how this is going to play out, though, too. Because remember when they were in competition with each other about who was the best dojo and things like that? I wonder how that's going to, if there's any consequences with that. Well, one thing you got to look at, too, is, okay, both schools were allowed in. That was before they leaked that all this stuff was out there that he paid the judges off. If he paid the judges off, I don't think Terry Silver gets back in as a, as a head of anything. No. I, like you said, I think it's going to be the woman who's going to be in charge, and because she's in under new management, they're going to allow her to go on ahead and do it. Yeah. And now the question comes back to who are going to be the students that walked away that may come back? Because you think about, like, they can't just all go to Miyagi Eagle Fang. No, they have to recruit new ones, but don't forget, now they're global, so they can just pick the one. Yep. So it's going to be a whole new dojo of students other than Kenny. Kenny's going to be the only one that's probably going to stay at Cobra Kai. I don't know. The way he and Robert were kind of trying to deal with things, like he was like, not right now. We'll talk, but not right now. Like, I feel like he may eventually come back to the side of Angel. I think he's going to finally see that what Robbie was saying was true. Um, but I mean, I could see some folks that don't feel like they fit in anywhere else but Cobra Kai. And they're going to stay with him regardless. That's true. I didn't Even think about it on that end. I think that one dude that was uh, the kind of tall guy that was kind of teamed up with Kenny for a while that was sitting there trying to go, hey man, protect your, protect your master, man. Protect your master. Like, I don't think he he, he ain't going to Miyagi, though. He ain't starting back on the bottom. No, he's going to stay and stick with Cobra Kai. Right. That's for sure. Because he feels that he's in a power spot there, especially if Kenny leaves. Because if Kenny leaves and the two girls leave, then he's the primary power person at that point. There's nobody right, else. Because he's like the OG of the Cobra Kai. He's going to be the only one who has authority, basically. Right. Sonority is basically what I'm looking for. The word yeah. I'm looking for. Except I think old girl's gonna beat a lot of that prickliness out of him before it's all said and done. I think I don't think we, he's gonna be the same. I don't think he'll be the same character by the time we get to the end of season. I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna be as ridiculous as he is in like the last couple of seasons. I think he's gonna toughen up because that's what that kid needs to do. He needs to toughen up if he's gonna wind up being the alpha male of the Cobra Kai. Yeah, because I mean, here's the problem, man. You had Hawk. You've now got uh, Robbie. You now have got all these dudes who are like have been part of Cobra Kai and have now part of Miyagi-Do. And you're just sitting there going like, who are you going to raise up to take all that out? You know what I mean? Plus you've got now potentially in Miyagi-Do, Eagle Fang, you've got three girls that are your tops. If, if you've got Sam, another two. You know, you've got three girls that are going to be your high up. So who are you going to bring in to replace them? It would be interesting to see if they can get the actress back for the first season. I know she was in an episode in season two, but it'd be interesting if they could get her back. And maybe, I can't think of her name, she's the heavyset girl that was friends with Sam. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And she's she was the one who talked to Sam 
Sam about what it was like to be a new girl at school and that she needed to go ahead and talk to uh, to Tori. Yeah. So far, Sam did it the opposite of what uh, the girl, old girl said. Right. But I would like for her to come back because she hasn't really been doing anything and she doesn't even know why they haven't even reached out to her. Well, yeah, that's true. I remember the actress saying, she was like, I really wanted to, I was really excited about being a part of season two and they just had me pencil in for a brief scene with Sam and I don't know why I couldn't come in. And of course, a lot of people are saying something about her and they're like, well, maybe because she's a bigger girl. And I'm like, dude, here's the thing. Cobra Kai should be reflective of the world. And... <laughs> You know, why not have somebody who's a heavier person who's in there who can hold her own? Because, I mean, the first season, she held her own for pretty much most of the time she was in there. Exactly. And I, I really liked her character. I thought her character was very strong. It was someone that you actually need for someone in Cobra Kai. You needed someone that was a muscle, basically, that can do like a UFC kind of thing right? And to take people down. Because we saw how she did it. She did a takedown and whooping somebody's butt. And she but, was fighting some of the yeah. guys because at the time there was no other girls in the, in the thing. She was fighting the dudes. And she was throwing them around like it was nothing for some of them. So I, mean, I thought that was really a cool, cool idea is that, you know, you bring her back in, especially if you bring her back in, maybe you have uh, the teacher now come to her and basically say, look, I heard I saw that you were in Cobra Kai originally. I could use somebody with your fighting spirit, you know, to fight with us in the in this next phase of our careers we try to go global with this and maybe that's the way they do it and maybe that's the way they ring like sam and them are thinking oh okay there's no girls that are gonna be able to hold it with us we're gonna train together we're gonna be good and then the first person they face is her and she's just bodying people left and right to get to sam and them and basically it's just like what are we gonna do i guess this exactly. girl she's really good you know she's gotten stronger and she's more upset than ever because you know whatever you know however they play it i think it would be cool to bring her back in for that but yeah i think that it would be actually smart for them to do that. I'm just waiting for Netflix at this point to just decide, well, we got a few years between Stranger Things and the next season of Stranger Things. We're just going to have uh, Millie Bobby Brown show up as L <laughs> and Cobra Kai. She'll be the ultimate She'll be the ultimate person for uh, Cobra Kai. And she, she's trying to figure out whether she's a monster or a hero. You know, and then when she leaves Cobra Kai, she's like, she looks at the lady and she's all like, I'm going to help my friends. And she just kind of throws her against the wall and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay with that. I'd like to see a little bit of merger between uh, Cobra Kai and Stranger Things. With, that'd be hilarious. Mike, Mike see at the last second. No, eleven. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one last thing that I want to talk about before we actually close out, and that's the fact that I did feel like the stakes were high this season to the point where no characters were safe, especially when Johnny's getting the crap beat out of him. I thought he was going to be a goner. I when thought that cut in the back of the blade, and I'm like, is he dead? <laughs> like, that's actually how I felt, dude. Like, well, after he got cut, and then we're seeing everybody else being fine at the end. I'm like, okay, I, that's good. I'm glad Daniel survived. I'm glad Johnny survived. Like, I'm like, where is Chosen at? And then you see Chosen with all this gauze and everything else, and he comes out of there, and Daniel looks at him and goes, we need to get you to the doctor. Oh, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, but right. your flesh is all over the place. Yeah, part of you is here, part of you is up here. But that's how you knew Chosen was something. He was he was a man that you know. And then he breaks through the window to take it. (laughs) He just he he doesn't walk through a door. He's like the Kool Aid Man. He just comes in. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Chosen, the Kool Aid Man. The next. Oh yeah, I'm gonna not mix it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Did did you hear that they're wanting to do a fifth Karate Kid movie now? Yeah, I heard about that, but I'm kind of interested. How do you feel about that? Like, I'm kind of hesitant. 
Because Cobra Kai's been so good. And I'm going to sound like an old man when I say this. And I don't really care. I sound like an old man most of the time when I talk anyway. You can't do it without Pat Morita. No. And not do it true justice. Now, they're able to do it through Cobra Kai because it's not actually attached to the Karate Kid thing per se. Yeah, even, it's its own even thing. They refer to it though as the Miyagi verse, though. Like all of I, the stuff still has ties to Pat Morita's character in it. So right. it's hard for me to go. We're gonna take the. I mean, it makes sense in a perfect world. You've got this series that people love, that people drove to. I mean, goodness, how many times has it been the number one watch series of Netflix the first week it drops? True. You know what but, I mean? Right, but, but at the same time. How do you, you know, go through and do a feature length film with this exactly, and that's how that's I feel. Like, doing, they're possibly talking talk about possibly doing more than one. What they're talking about they're doing more than one, one movie. more than one film, like they're possibly talking about doing another trilogy of movies. No, which I'm just like, I, here's oh, the thing how you, do it. you see, here's the thing I'm, I'm always against TV, sh- well, movies that are turned into TV shows or spin offs and things like that. When I heard, first heard about Cobra Kai coming, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. Next thing I know, it, I wind up loving it. I'm like, okay, I was wrong about this spinoff show. I'm enjoying it. And with this, I'm the thing like, about Cobra Kai at first was it wasn't even on like Netflix, it was on YouTube. Right. So I YouTube actually read it. Right. I actually got YouTube Red just to watch been watch the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, and then I canceled it. Yeah, then they got. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I canceled it after the first two seasons. But, there was nothing else on YouTube brand that I really needed to see. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, other than uh, Cobra Kai. That was like the only thing. So, but what I'm trying to get at is this. You know, I didn't think I would want a Cobra Kai TV series. I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be dumb. I was wrong about that. As for this goes, you already evolved these characters by doing television, by writing these characters the way they are on television. Right. To the point where I don't think you need to expand on it anymore in a movie universe. Just expand on it through your television series. If you want to do a spinoff of Cobra Kai, which they talked about doing, make that your baby. Don't touch it through the movies. Because you could only evolutionize certain characters through a two and a half hour story arc, and that's all you get. Like, At I least with the what happens to the kids after they go out after they're out of high school. With some of these kids, I'm sorry, it's getting to the point where I'm getting sick and tired of seeing twenty something year olds playing fifteen to sixteen, seventeen year olds. Like, right? Can we just get some teenagers back to the place of teenagers, please? Like, At least get them to graduation. At least right, get these right. kids to graduation. Can we, the, can we Cobra Kai get them to graduation and then maybe have the Cobra Kai to college years? Not that I need to see uh, a <laughs> like bell rip off, but I mean, kind of play it on that rep of, you know, let's see what happens with these guys. Like, is, does this stuff follow them past or do they go and live normal life? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Right. We eventually see like Sam just like, I just want to be in love. I just want to have a family. I just want to do whatever. I mean, and, and I do have one other weird question. What the heck is up with Daniel's son? Like, I'm I don't know. One character, I felt like they were just like, we're just going to kind of bounce him around from place to place. I mean, that's sure, all he's, he's doing from right on set. by the kid he picked on. Where did his whole crew go? Like, his whole crew just vanished. He had like six well, or seven dudes with him, and they were just like gone. And it was just him by himself. And it's like, I'm getting bullied. Where the heck are y'all at? Why aren't y'all? <laughs> <laughs> well, think of it like this you take out the leader of that whole entire pack, the whole gang is going to look at you as your weak. So therefore, he's going to be playing solo. But at the same time, though, he's just being bounced around throughout the set, getting his butt kicked all, all the way through the whole entire this season. And I was expecting more from that. Like, like that's the thing. Like you'll notice too. Like he never really. 
designs to learn the martial arts like anybody else. Like, everybody else is like, oh, cool, yeah, let's go learn how to fight. He's just like, I'm gonna go play video games over here. Like, I would have thought it would have been really cool if when they did the whole hack thing, if he had been the one to help hack the deal. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that the other guy, Dimitri, it makes sense that Dimitri did it because Dimitri was setting up the cameras and stuff in other places. It makes right. sense to be involved, but it would have been really cool if LaRusso's son, other than the fact that he's holding on to the thing while the upload's going on. Like, he, like, you couldn't have got him to actually be involved in that at all? Like, he couldn't have had something or done something himself to where he was helping do the thing? He's just like, I'm going to hold Vin, and everybody's like, uh, you know, protect the egg. And I'm just like, oh, so now he's reduced to the egg from the earlier drill, whatever, trying to collect the egg. And right. I, I wanted more from that character, to be honest with you. They need to do more to expand on his character in season six. Like, everybody else gets major expansion lines, except for him. Right. His is, okay, we're going to put a bunch of floaties on you then we're going to kick your butt into the pool and you're going to be okay with it and then the other role that we're going to have you do you're going to pull the tablet while other other people are going to be fighting right so yeah, yeah. i definitely see your point my thing should have been in all earnest something should have happened in his mind made him learn to fight so that the fight really should have been and i understand they were trying to do it with robbie because robbie was the first that got him into it kenny but it really should have been kenny versus the larusso son him mm -hmm. saying i tried to apologize i don't know what else to do but if you're going to be mad at me you're going to fight me anyway Let's go because I'm tired. Well, they did that with right because they did that with Robbie and Hawk. Oh, yep. well, not with Hawk, well, not with Robbie, but with uh, well, they did it with Hawk too because of Hawk, yeah, yeah. Too, you know, they cut his hair off and they did all that stuff, and then eventually he won deal, right? You know? Yeah, he went through that same arc, but like not the Russo son, apparently. I mean, unless he comes out in the next season and just whoops everybody, I mean, the ghost of Bruce Lee shows up in front of him and starts training him in secret while everybody else is training and nobody knows he's on a secret mountain, learn how to balance on one foot, and then next. <laughs> Thing you know, everybody Miyagi knows down except for him. He's like, Don't worry, Dad. I have the glow from the last dragon. And all of a sudden, you just, I got the glow. <laughs> yes, I'm merging all sorts of martial arts movies. I know. But and he just, he gets the glow and he just fights, I don't know, whoever is He fights Terry Silver and the woman and all the people to a standstill by himself. He's like, Got the thousand arm technique. He's got the Buddha's palm strike. He's just blocking, blocking chi blocks and all this other stuff and just wailing everybody. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it becomes like a Shaolin soccer moment where he's just kicking people flying all over out of the building. He's like, exactly, but I don't see that happening with the LaRusso's uh, son at all. Cobra Kai has come back from mouth to mouth. What has this young man learned? And all of a sudden he comes up and does the symbol and like there's the yin and yang <laughs> drawn out in smoke around him and Daniel's like, he's learned something even I didn't know. How did that happen? <laughs> and his mom's looking at her like crazy like what happened and Sam's all holding her chest and she's like, he truly is the best of all of us. And then and then it's him versus Terry Silver and Crease, and that's how we end it. Like he does a straight up spin kick from Street Fighter, <laughs> just kicks a bowl, lands on the ground. It's like I'm sorry it took me so long, Father, but I understand what I needed to know now. The Ghost of Mr. Miyagi comes back. It's all like Daniel son. I told you your lineage would be great amongst all of your children, <laughs> not just the young girl. And it's just like, <laughs> now all of a sudden you just merge Star Wars in with Cobra Kai. <laughs> Like a force ghost of Miyagi yeah, talking right. to yeah. Daniel. Exactly <laughs> yep. If we're gonna go off the rails, baby, let's just go off the rails. Right. Yeah, have to put a cyborg version of Mr. Miyagi beforehand, and that Cobra Kai somehow builds in a genetics lab. I don't know. Right. <laughs>
But anyways, that's everything I had wanted to talk about with Cobra Kai Season 5. Thank you, Will, for joining me, as always, doing these reviews. I do appreciate it. By the way, guys, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, I'm going to have independent actress Erica Green with me. We're going to be a, doing a catching up episode for that interview. Then don't forget, on Wednesday night, we actually have House of the Dragon, Episode 5 Spoiler Review. We Like the Way is actually the name of the episode that we're reviewing. And then after that, we're actually going to be doing a, uh, well, Friday, we're actually going to be doing our show together, uh, Will, which is going to be our spoiler review for She-Hulk. Episode episode, 4 and 5? Yeah, 4 and 5. 4 and 5 or 5 or 6? It's 4 and 5. Yeah, four or five. There we go. So yeah. we're combining those two uh, episodes together. So that's going to be exciting to talk about at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Thursday night is going to be a whole new thing here at Movie Loves Unite. Rossi's having her first ever podcast episode. She's going to be doing Rossi talks about TVs and movies and everything in between. So that's everything that we're going to be doing here at Movie Loves Unite. You guys tune in for Rossi's show at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. And that's going to be 9 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time for everybody on the East Coast. So is she a part of the is she a part of Movie Lovers Multiverse of Madness? Not yet. That has not become a thing yet, but it will soon. Just like one day you just get everybody on a show and it's just like the Multiverse of Madness is convened. Here's We're going to go global point. like Cobra Kai. <laughs> that's it. Movie Lovers United, the brand. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> But anyways, thank you again, Will. And matter of fact, check out Will's podcast, Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. You can find that wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. And of course, you can also find my our podcast on all, every single major podcast platform that you can think of. Always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.